0: this morning I got the distinct privilege of having uh, my wife minister on Mother's Day, and she is no stranger here, but just want to give her a proper introduction. She uh, is amazing. I mean, she raised two girls and one boy. (laughs) And uh, no small feet. But uh, She loves relentlessly. She works
1: tirelessly. She plans. She prepares. And in so many ways, she is a Proverbs 31 woman. And uh, the greatest gift God has given me is what you're about to experience here this morning. My wife, co-pastor, Starlene Martin.
0: Wow, that was an awesome introduction. Wow. You're looking good today. Yeah, you're looking good. Um, We are going to have an amazing interview, but before I do, I want to do something that we do so well here. I want you to get your Bibles, whether it's on your phone, on paperback, on your iPad. And I want you to get it in the air because we're going to make the devil super nervous right now. In fact, so nervous that he just can't even stick around. Say, this is my Bible. I can have what the Word of God says I can have. I can do what the Word of God says I can do. And I can be what the Word of God says I can be. Father God, I thank you for everything you've put inside me. And in just a few moments, Amy Martin. And God, I just ask that your anointing is in this place. I ask that my words would be your words, that you would touch our hearts and our lives today, that you would encourage us, God. You would lift up the heavy hearts and you would minister to us. Jesus, you just want to love on us today. And we just want to receive everything you have for us. In your precious name, amen. So I get to introduce somebody else, and uh, this is an individual is somebody that I've known since she was a teenager. Um, I actually knew this gal when she was dating her husband. She was, she was uh, in, in our youth group, and uh, we have known each other over the years, we've seen them get married, we've seen them have two amazing children, and it's just been awesome. And then here recently, um, Amy became our assistant. And I would love for you to please welcome Miss Amy Martin. We got this, don't we? (laughs) Okay, make yourself comfortable. Are you all comfortable? Because we're just going to have a little amazing time to talk about seasons of life. And we're going to go through some seasons and you're going to find which season you're at and uh, Amy's got some great insights as as a mom, and we're gonna discuss some motherhood. But you know what, guys? Don't turn us out because this actually involves you too. Actually, every individual in this room has a mother. Am I correct? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think everybody in this room it includes. So um, you know, being a mom isn't easy, is it? And uh, sometimes it's even messy. Very. Uh, you know, before I was married, I had like three theories about raising children. And uh, now I have children, I have zero theories. <laughs> um, but the verse I, wanna, I want us to expound upon before we get into some, just some life stories is Ecclesiastes 3.1. It says, there is a time for everything. A season for every activity under heaven. And with that seasons, you know, I remember as a little girl reading that scripture and I actually was highlighting it in my Bible. And I remember my brother coming beside me and he goes, why are you highlighting that? And I go, I don't know why. It's just, it really speaks to me that the seasons of life that I'm going to have. I know I'm in a beginning season. I literally was probably like six or seven, barely could read. And I was so excited about the seasons, and I'm just a little bit older than that now, and have gone through <laughs> a few more seasons, and uh, some have been wonderful, and some have been tough. And uh, but seasons of life, I want to talk about the season, Amy. I know your story, and I want to talk a little bit about the season of when you're desiring to be a mom, and that's not a reality. You know some individuals get pregnant without any glitch you know it's just like you want a baby you have a baby and then others is this this is a really tough season and I know even in this room there are individuals that this is a really tough subject but I want you to know the Holy Spirit is in this room and he wants to minister to your heart too so Amy tell me a little bit about that journey or that story
1: Um, well Tracy and I, you know, we've been dating, like she said, since high school and had it all planned out, right? All the timing was in our head. We're going to get married after we graduated from college, which took forever. (laughs) And and then it didn't happen. You know, we wanted to start a family. Not only did it not happen right away, but we were in a season where everyone around us was getting pregnant. And so trying to share in that joy, because it is joyful no matter what, um, was also a lot of pain, a lot of pain that people don't know unless you're going through it. you know And so in in our home, we were both struggling. It's hard on your marriage. Um, we were both told at different times that we wouldn't probably be able to have kids. and that rocks your world. That just that's what we wanted in life. And obviously, God did an amazing miracle because you all know that we have two incredible children. Um, who are 13 and 16 now, um, and God did a miracle. He healed us. We we went through a couple years of tests and taking temperatures and all kinds of stuff, um, and that could be a whole nother session. So I won't go on about that. I just want you to know that God healed us, and He did an absolute miracle that blew the doctor away. He'd been doing infertility for 30 years, and he said, "I I don't get it," and I'm like, "I do, because I serve a God who's so good." And, um, and so, you know, for any of you struggling with that, you know, God's not finished and he hasn't forgotten you and he knows your story. He hears your prayers, even those watching online. Um, and we're here to share that testimony to say what God did for us, he can do for you. And your ending might look different. Your testimony will be your own that God will do through you, but it will still be God's glory.
0: Oh, that's so good. I'm glad you said that because everybody's ending is different. But did God heal your heart of your pain before you conceived?
1: He did. I mean, it was definitely a a roller coaster, you know, bringing it to the Lord and then getting more news and then stepping out in faith and believing that things were going to be great when I went to the doctor and then it wasn't. Um, But there were there was a point where I just had to surrender it all to the Lord absolutely all of it. And that's when he healed my heart enough to truly be happy for other people all around me having babies and truly just enjoy my marriage and the life God had given me regardless. And um, and that's, yeah.
0: You know, this morning in uh, the Devo, we have team meeting here for volunteers. And in that team meeting, our children's director was giving the Devo and she made a statement that goes with what you're saying. She said... Not my monkey, not my circus. And I had gone through something just in the last 24 hours. And in my brain, when she said it, I thought, well, but it is my monkey. I have to deal with this. And I realized, no, it really isn't my monkey. If we truly give it to God, it's, it's up to him. And so when you're talking about wanting children and you can't have children, you know, you can say that too in fun. This is not my monkey. This is not my circus. Because God has got it. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's talk about... Okay, so you have your first child. <laughs> <is> and... Um, <laughs> um, did, did having a baby, like, change everything? And if so, how did it change
1: your life? In every way. <laughs> um, I think in our heads, too for our mom, we have this idea of like the baby's going to sleep and I'm going to get my workout in and I'm going to kill in the house and the dinner's going to be perfect. I don't know where I got that in my head, but...
0: I had the same thing <laughs> in my head.
1: <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like forget the forget a hot meal, you don't get any sleep. Uh, my baby didn't nap for hours, so I, just to get a shower was like amazing, <laughs> you know? And, um, nice. you know, there's always <laughs> um, So there it's it's the most joy ever, and it's worth getting up in the middle of the night to see that face. It really is. But it definitely, everything changes. Your routine, your, your time with your husband, all of it. And it's so worth it, right, moms? I mean, we're all here to say that it's worth it, and then we go on to do it again and have more sometimes. So, you know, it's worth it, but it definitely changes everything.
0: You have a lot of fun stories, Amy. <laughs> So can you pull one out of your hat? Just one, like a funny baby story.
1: There are very there are. I many. know, there's so lots. So I'm going to pull one. Um, sorry, Caleb, but you were the first born. I mean, you know. Uh, so we were home from the hospital for a day or two and getting ready for the baby's first bath. And again, in my head, it was going to be so wonderful, the little bubbles in the sink. <laughs>
0: You know, a smooth little... Just like on the camera and all the yeah. ads.
1: Yeah, yeah. is going to smell good. And um, I'm standing, like, on my way to the sink. I'm not going to look at my mom right now because she was there and we'll laugh hysterically. Um, and I'm, I'm carrying him, you know, and all of a sudden I feel something warm, and then it's warm, and then it's all over me, and it's... Good. He'd been packed up for a little while, and he just <laughs> let it all go. And it just kept coming, so I'm sorry. But it was like... I didn't even know what to do. Like, this isn't how it's supposed to be, because we were on our way to this bath, and it was going to be great. And so I just, I mean, I didn't even know. What do you you clean up first? What do you do? I don't know. So I just literally sat, I literally just sat in my kitchen floor. I just said, forget it. I just sat there and held him and let him finish and just laughed hysterically. And then we both needed a shower. I mean, it just is, (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's, that was, not what I expected. So I'm just curious. <laughs> did you just get in the shower with him? I mean, what on earth did you do? I don't know. I think I passed him off to Tracy or my mom. And thank God, you know, when you have a baby and you have people around you to help, it, 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 you, you need that. <laughs> Very much so. Okay,
0: what about when a second child comes along? Does that, like, change anything? <laughs> like, what
1: happens then? It's crazy. <laughs> um. I remember Tracy got to be home for a few weeks with me with both kids, and it was like, okay, he's got my daughter Morgan, who's the youngest, and you know she's the newborn, and I can play with Caleb or vice versa. You've got, you, you're even, right? And I had such anxiety that I had to overcome when he went back to work, because all of a sudden it was like, well, well, now what? Like, Caleb needs me, and if especially if the toddler's, like, sick or something, and they need you even more, and then you've got your newborn, and... And you're up all night, but then you can't just take a nap with baby because you got a toddler and you, you can't have nap time be all day. So, like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know, so it definitely changed everything again. And I think, to, like, once you have more than one, it's almost harder than having one at first. Like, you prepare for the first one, you know, you don't know, but you try. And the second one comes along and it's just like everybody needs you. So. And those of you that have more than two, I you, you get you get extra crowns. Just raise your hand.
0: You have more than t- more than two. Okay, there's a lot in the crowd. Our our our, condole, our hat is off to you. You are I amazing wanna... women. Yes, because neither one of us can have more than two. Because no. because I went. Wow, this is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah.
1: Our family's complete.
0: Yep. Um, Psalms 139 verse 14. I'm going to read it out of the. New Living Translation, it says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is miraculous. How well I know it. You know, I, that verse reminds me of not only how complex when we first look at a baby, but it also, <laughs> when we're talking about moms, do you know that God gave you what you needed to be what you are? Mm, so he, he put it in you. And yes, we're talking about the funny things of how chaotic it can be as a mom, but it's also, you need to know that you've got in you already what God needed you to have. It's, it's there. Um, you can handle all the difficult tasks, uh, and, and through the years. So let's, let's just go through the years a little bit. So you have two teenagers now, the teenage years, um, you know i think it's once we get to the teenage years that we might start evaluating ourselves like do i am i really a good mom you know and um the the fact is by the time you have teenagers probably you have messed up if you haven't once again my hat's off to you if you've never messed up as a mom because i don't know how that's possible but you've realized i'm not perfect i'm not the perfect mom i've messed up a million times on whatever and um you know i don't know what it might be you might have lost your cool you might have whatever but amy how do you overcome those kind of feelings as a mom of i wasn't good enough i said the wrong thing i did the wrong thing I should have put a boundary here and prevented this. I shouldn't have let him go. I should have let him go, uh, you know. On and on, especially through the teenage years, there's a lot of realizing I gotta help them here. I gotta give give them liberties. I gotta let them go. Yet I gotta keep them close. I mean, on and on it goes. How did you get through those feelings of I'm not good enough? It's
1: a super good question because I think it's a constant. Um, from what I understand, probably <laughs> whatever age your kids are, from what I've heard, because um, when they're younger, you know, you 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 wonder, did I do did I do that right? Was I too hard on them even when they're little, right? And then as they get older, like you said, um, and so really, <laughs> I just say, give yourself some grace. And it's easy for me to say that. My family's probably laughing because I'm really hard on myself. We all are. Um, but just going to the Lord and, and asking him to, sh- to give you wisdom every single day as a mom, because you can't do it without the Holy Spirit. You know, everybody says, where's the manual for kids? Well, the Holy Spirit is their manual. And that sounds big, but it's really in, the, he's with us in the daily stuff. And when the Bible says, raise your kids up in the way they should go, that's daily. That's in the spending time with them and the discipline and the laughter and the time with God and what you're teaching them and the questions. I mean, it goes, it's it's the little everyday stuff. And so, you know, I've messed up so many times. And um, I think just asking God to forgive me and show me how to do better next time. And going to my kids, I've gone to them many times and just asked them to forgive me. You know, mom messed up. I'm learning too. And that's still happening. I mean, I'm just in the thick of teenage years. And so I just thank God that, you know, I, I can model that for my kids and that the Lord extends grace through them to me as well.
0: You know, it's funny. It's, it's like by the time we think we have figured it out, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is really good what you said to just explain to them, you know, I'm learning to be a, a mom now of teenagers. I'm learning. You know, you're you're constantly learning with your kids, mm-hmm. and so that is great because by the time they're they're gone, you go, oh, I think I got this figured out. Wait, they're out of the house. They're gone. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, you know, as this is uh, as they get older and get involved in a lot of things. You know as moms i've watched you as a mom you want to be at all their events you want to see them you know in their sports and whatever they're doing whether it's music or arts or you know you want to be there but at the same time you know you have a life to live you have a you know maybe a job a career you have a husband um in all of that how do you find time? and I know I know you love to spend time with God because that's your that's our lifeline. That's the only manual you got is God. Really? I mean, you can read books on parenting, but it really is just an opinion. The book is what you want to run to. But tell me, Amy, um, your journey in being able to know how to find time with God in the midst
1: of all of it? Well, again, it's a uh It's a daily thing because I think, again, in our heads when, you know, we have our time with the Lord and then kids come along and we think it's going to be this way. I'm going to have this amount of time while they're sleeping. So, I used to be really hard on myself if I didn't get that time in the morning. And right now, that's that is what I need. But sometimes that time is, it's okay if it's, especially when your kids are little. I've heard Jordan talk about this too. Sometimes you're doing the dishes and you're talking to God. Just talk to him. Ask him to help you. You're in the shower. You're in the car. You can pray with your kids. You still need that alone time with yourself and with God, definitely. Um, And it might look different every day. I mean, my goal was to do it every morning, but sometimes it was on my lunch, you know, one of the Kids are napping as they're older. It's like now I have a little more time where I can fit it in while they're busy. But it has to be a priority or you can feel when you're burned out, short-tempered. And I can tell when I haven't had that time with God because then I'm I'm a different mom than I am when I've been fueled by what matters, which is the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it's late at night. So just give yourself grace, especially if you're a new mom. You'll get that time with God. He knows your heart. Talk to him when you can and get that time in. Even if it's just ten minutes of solid versus, you know, half an hour of like feeling like you have to have this expectation for yourself.
0: I think that's really good, and to give yourself grace, especially when they are, you know, babies and toddlers that really young age. Um, you know, as they get older, it gets a little easier because you can schedule it better. Um, I'll never forget one time. Um, Well, not one time. It was several times. I would say, I'm going to get up really early before they wake up. But I swear, my girls had bionic ears, especially my oldest. She had bionic ears. And I would, I don't know if anybody can relate to this, I would like creep out of bed and go, okay, I'm just going to just quietly go and get my Bible and pray. And it was like there was a creak in the floor. Boom, they're up. And you're like seriously this is not happening and then I remember I got really creative and I thought it's gonna be when I go to the bathroom so I would go in and I would close the door and um, then all of a sudden I remembered there were little fingers coming under the door like this mom mom and I'm like seriously can I not go to the bathroom You know i had my bible in my lap okay y'all got a visual i don't know that i like you having but i remember exactly what you said feeling almost condemned because i'm like i am trying but this ain't happening and i finally i just was like you know god understands moms and sometimes you just got to give yourself grace like god i'm really trying and whenever it's possible i'm just going to talk to you all day because that's that's, that's what I got. But, you know, if you're a, a mom of toddlers in the in, or babies, it does get easier, doesn't it? And it gets to the place where you can schedule time with God. And, and then you have that wisdom that you need for upcoming seasons in life. So um, I'm going to move on. But Amy, can, you, can we please give it up for Miss Amy? Yeah, I'm going to push that aside. I want to um, move on to a couple other things, other seasons, and I, um, Miss Amy is in the middle of um, teenage season, and I have gone to another season where now I have adult children, and that's another season that's very interesting. And um, I'll never forget when my first child, my oldest, Vanessa, when she left for college, And I remember distinctly driving away from the college, my husband and I, thinking that my heart was literally going to break. I mean, my husband and I could literally not get a word out of our mouth for two hours. We literally just couldn't even talk. All I did was cry for two hours. We drove, we cried, we couldn't talk. Um, that's a season that no one had really i had i hadn't heard about that season Um, no one had prepared me for that season and so it kind of caught me off guard like what is this what do i do with this i remember going to bed and looking up articles like i need help can somebody please tell me how to do this and i'm looking up articles like how do you get through this and then we had another one at home and i could see her grief of losing her sister and I'm like, God, how do I help my, my other child be able to handle this kind of grief? Because this is, this is hard. They were extremely close. And, uh, you know, we had to learn how to get into a new routine. Now we were the three musketeers. Actually, we call ourselves the three amigos. We still have a thread to this day of the three amigos because we had to figure it out. All of a sudden, one, one in the family was gone. We had to figure life out. And by the way, I'm I'm just so excited. My youngest is here with her fiance. So, yay. But uh, Anique remembers those days very much. I remember she had a hard time even coming out of her room for a while, because she was dealing with grief, too. And uh, we became the three amigos. And we did life for another three years. And we did, did cheer and outings and coaching. And we got into a good routine. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Wow. They leave you too. <laughs> and I, I was then all of a sudden in another season called the empty nesting season. And I went, what is this? All of a sudden, the house is quiet. You're used to a lot of commotion. You're used to all the friends coming over. You're used to, you know, going in and out of the the house, and it's a revolving door, and cars are coming and going, and its life is like woo. And all of a sudden, she's gone to college, and I went, okay. Once again, let's find some help. Articles, empty nesting. What does that look like? Can somebody please help me? Once again, your heart is just like. This hurts. God, this hurts. And uh, once again, God is so good, guys. Whatever season you're in, I'm telling you, you got to lean in in whatever season you're in to depend wholly on him because he will help you. And pretty soon my, hu- my husband said, okay, honey, remember when we were newlyweds and it was just you and me? Think that way. Okay. So pretty soon you get into a, a routine, you're like, okay, we get hey, we can just go out for dinner whenever we want. There's no schedule with over here. Oh, cool. We're at the office. I'll never forget one time we were here at the office working. And, and normally it would be like, oh my goodness, look at the time. We gotta go. We gotta go cook dinner. We gotta, we, we gotta hurry. And I'll never forget one time we were I started to look at the clock and I went, who cares? I can work as late as I want. There's nobody waiting at home for me. And my husband was like, are we leaving? I'm like, no, I really want to knock this out. Can you give me another hour? And he's like, oh, sure. And I'm like, this is nice. I like this. I'm free. I'm free. And that lasted for all of just a little bit of time. Because my husband decided to break his back. And then I entered a whole other season. Oh, I got to care for my husband. He's completely dependent on me for everything. Showers and all. Those showers were interesting, weren't they, baby? I don't even know why, I, why we showered, because I was sweating by the time we were done. I mean, it was a procedure. When somebody has a broken back, it's, it's a big procedure. But it was a season Praise God, God healed him. Amen. I want to talk about the dream again season. Cuz sometimes you get in a, a slump and you forget to dream. There's a season where you got to learn to dig deep and dream again. And ask God, what what do you have for me now? And you know what he does? Do you know that everyone in this room right now, God has something for you? And sometimes you got to dig deep and be faithful in what God has called you to. And enjoy the journey. Enjoy the season you're in. Psalms 102 verse 28 says, The children of your people will live in security. Their children's children will thrive in your presence. When you're dreaming again, I don't... Every mom in this room knows that a mama's heart never goes away even when the children are grown. That mama's heart is always there. When you're dreaming again in that season, it is time to pray. It is time to believe God for your children and your children's children. Do you know I prayed for my daughter's spouse? Good thing, Gavin. I prayed for my daughter's spouse long ago. I didn't start now. I prayed this years ago. Do you know I'm already praying for my children's children? Hint, hint. (laughs) I am though. I'm already praying for my children's children. That they'll just fall in love with Jesus. That they'll they'll be in the kingdom of God. They'll understand how good God is. Because you know what? God is good. No matter what tough things you go through. And in some seasons, you go through some tough stuff. If you've lived long enough, you know what I'm talking about. There are bumps in the road. There are. There's some big bumps. There's some little bumps. And then there's some doozies. And you're like, whoa. How am I going to get through this? I know how. You lean in closer to the Holy Spirit. You lean in. I know Mother's Day is an interesting day because it can be a joyous occasion and it can also be one of the most painful days. I love how my husband mentioned that prisons its the most celebrated one. Why? Because they recognize what a mom's prayers have done for them. But you know, it's also painful because some of us, we don't have our moms anymore. I'm one of them. My mom is, is not here anymore. And that can, be, that can be painful. I miss my mom very much. Um, maybe it's painful because you don't have a, re- a relationship with your mom or your daughter or your son. And that is painful. Maybe it's what Amy was talking about. You long to be a mother and you're not a mother. There's pain involved. So I'm fully aware that in this room, this room represents a lot of pain. And I am definitely here by assignment and those watching to tell you God wants to minister to your pain today. Psalms 34 verse 18. I'm reading out of the uh The passion on this one. It says the Lord is close to all whose hearts are crushed by pain. There are times and seasons of life where I have felt that crush. And I know in this room many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You feel crushed by pain. Well, did you read what I read? The Lord is close those watching me the lord is close to you right now you're not watching by accident you feel that pain but i am here to tell you there is someone who wants to heal that pain that crushing pain i started thinking about moms in the bible and then there's a lot of biblical women in the bible who have demonstrated um just amazing journeys and seasons and um we can identify with all these moms in the Bible, but I just um, jotted down three. The first one was Eve. Everybody knows Eve, right? The first woman. And uh, But, you know, I started thinking about Eve, the first mom. Talk about some pain. She um, lost one child at the hands of her other child. Has anybody ever thought about that kind of pain that mom dealt with? Her one child killed the other child. That's crushing pain. Nobody really talks about that. But how did Eve deal with that? She had to dig deep with her relationship with God and find some comfort. Um, Anybody remember a gal named Rebecca in the Bible? This is Isaac's wife. And Rebecca struggled with favoritism in her children. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're like, I feel bad. I, I get along with one and I, I don't with the other. She struggled with that. She struggled with Jacob over Esau. You can read that story. And then, as the story unravels, the guilt she must have felt. Nobody talks about that either. Do you imagine the guilt she at some point, she's laying in bed and the guilt she feels over what she's done? look it up. Here's one that you may not um, hear very often. Anybody know who Jacobet is? Maybe a few of you. So I see some heads nodding. Jacobet is Moses' mom. So now that I say that, a lot of you got some light bulbs going, oh, Moses' mom, isn't that the woman that had to give her child away? Yes, it is. The babies were being killed, and the only way for her to save her child was to give her child away, put them in a basket in a river. Can you imagine, guys? I mean, as a mom, we're already paranoid of that they're going to be like, you know, everything's going to be okay, that the crib is secure, that they don't fall out of the bassinet, they don't fall, you know, and hurt themselves or hurt their head. We're already, that's in us as a mom. Can you imagine making a basket and hoping that you have foolproofed it, that it's not going to sink in the river? Can you imagine how she felt when she pushed it away? That's some incredible pain. And not even knowing where that baby's gonna land. I don't care what mom and what generation you are, every mom has a mama's heart. And she had to understand that she's gonna have to depend completely on God. Oh, I know there's mamas in this room who you've gotta completely trust God for your kiddos. It's not up to you anymore you got to give it to God. Give it to God. And then what do you do when all you've done just doesn't seem good enough? I think every mom, and Amy mentioned a little bit of this, every mom deals with this. I'm just not good enough. I want to tell you, you are what God Created you to be. He created you to be the mom of who you have and you are exactly what they need. Exactly. Don't even second guess it. Even if you have a broken relationship you are exactly the mom they needed. Our greatest assurance is that God is at work redeeming our biggest mistakes and our biggest failures. That's for both children and uh, mamas. You know, if you were here last week, and I I really challenge you to go online and, and listen, we ministered a message on Hosea, the preacher and the prostitute. And at God's redeeming love, that's a type and shadow of how much God loves us Mamas, God loves you so much even when you feel like you messed up. I don't think there's a a mom in this room that doesn't feel like, well, I screwed up at points. Yeah, we all did. But do you know that story that we went through last week? That type and shadow is that God continues to say, it's okay, I take you back. No matter what you did. Don't you know that the enemy loves to be the accuser of us? He loves to get you and say, but you didn't do this, and you didn't do that right, and you didn't do that. No, that's the accuser. That is not God. God is the one who says, come on, I'm going to lift you up. Come on. Come on. Forgive yourself. I think uh, back in the media, you have a picture of my beautiful girls. Aren't they pretty? Yeah. Yeah so that was just recently um the one on the right is my youngest that is anique just graduated with her ba uh yep down in arizona yeah (laughs) getting ready to get married yes we're planning a wedding in the midst of all the regulations isn't that fun um but it's gonna be an awesome it's gonna be an awesome day The one on the left is my oldest, that is Vanessa, and she is uh, happily married down in Phoenix and been married two years, over two years, yeah, and um, is about ready to get her master's degree, actually. So amazing girls, love them. I want to talk just for a brief minute, and um, this is something that this is going to apply to every person in this room, if you're a mom or not. Every man in the room. How does God want us to face the different seasons of life? Number one, if you're taking notes, peacefully. That's, that's a big word. How do, I, how do I approach every season of life peacefully? Because sometimes it doesn't feel like there's any peace in the house. How do I do this? You know, peacefully means you're not afraid. Peacefully means you're accepting the seasons. First Peter 1, 2, this is out of the New Living. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. Do you know that it's God's will that you live in peace? Do you know it's not his will that you live in panic attacks and anxiety do you know that i had to quote this verse in the middle of the night last night my last 24 hours were really interesting i have an aging father which is another season and i had my aging father and my handicapped brother over because it's his birthday today I celebrated him yesterday. I cooked and I was all excited. And then realizing as we're trying to actually get my father in my house, and that was literally a chore that I hadn't, I hadn't seen coming because I'd, I'd done this a month ago and it had worked. Seasons, watching my dad Trying to get a breath of air. Seasons. And having to realize I'm going to have to have peace in the midst of this. In the middle of the night, I I got to sleep and then I woke up at 1.30 in the morning with the what ifs. Anybody ever had that happen to you? Well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? Well, what if this goes like this? Well, what if this goes like that? I mean... Scenarios playing out because realizing my dad is about ready to cross over, scenario after scenario, and then the waves of panic. Like, what if that happens? How am I gonna deal with that? What am I gonna do with this? What am I on and on? And I said, all of a sudden I just, you know, I'm still I'm still laying quietly, but I'm I said, Jesus, I refuse to listen to this. I'm gonna choose to listen to your word. I pulled out this wonderful Kindle that my daughters gave me, and my actually, and my to-be son-in-law helped with too, and the cover and all. And I, I started going. You know what? I'm gonna read the word, and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna read a book I'm reading called Turnaround God by Charlotte Gamble. And I'm telling you, then I'm, then I'm, gonna, then I'm reading. I'm in a book. Um, by Priscilla Schreier. It's a devotional. And I opened it up. And as I'm reading it, you know, when you decide that you want to hear from God, do you know God is faithful over and over and over again? We serve a very faithful God that when you reach out, He is there. So in the middle of the night, I'm reading away. And and I just got to read this statement. It says, Contentment comes from valuing what you've been given, not venting over what's been withheld. What I have been given is an amazing 93 years with my dad. I started beginning to thank God for what he is. I I almost lost my dad last fall. I prayed to God, God, just give me a few more months. He did. He did. And as I'm reading all of this about giving giving things to God, I'm just like, oh, God, this is me. And then you know what else is going to help you in being peaceful well, my second point is communicating with God. I begin to pray and give my worries and my, my anxiety over to him so that I could have peace. I, number two, you got to communicate with God. You got to talk to him. Ephesians 6.18 says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers. I begin to pray in the spirit in my bed. And let God just minister to my heart, praying and praying. Third one is, uh, I'm going to do a skip on you, Matt, up there, is reading during the change. Psalms one nineteen fifteen through 16, I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. So you know what? That's what I'm doing. I, I'm like, you know what? This is a season of life that isn't really fun, but I'm going to get the peace on it. I'm going to get God in it. I'm not going to allow the enemy to give me those harassing words. I'm going to, I'm going to, I can do this. My last one, number four, going back on you, is finding faith-filled friends. Not the critical ones, okay? Not the ones that are negative Nellies. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Come on, those of you watching online, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You need faith-filled friends, the ones who are going to encourage you, the ones who are going to lift you up. I had, I, I, I at, here at this church, we have that. And um, I happened to hear somebody talk about that um, Cece Winan had put out a new CD just last weekend And um, they shared a song with me, which I, in turn, passed on to somebody that I wanted to pass it on to. And um, so last night, as I'm laying there not able to sleep, I got out my little earbuds. Because, you know, I still got a husband that's sleeping next to me. (laughs) Got my little earbuds out. And I played the whole album. And sometimes I hit repeat And I'm telling you what, I had the best time with God. I began to believe for things that didn't seem possible. I began to get encouraged by the Holy Spirit. I began to enjoy his presence right there in my bed. Enjoy God and not worry. You know, we can worry about anything. The Bible says, and you know, women, we're really good at this. But the Bible says, don't be anxious for anything, but with everything, with prayer and thanksgiving and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace that passes, all your understanding will guard your heart and mind. So I'm telling you what, pretty soon, I was ready to go back to sleep. Now it might've taken me until 4.30 in the morning, but I got there. And I had to do a little fight to get there. But women, I want you to know how to fight your battles in the seasons of life. You got to know. Because you're going to go through some seasons. And some are, f- I mean, even in this season, there's a lot of fun. I mean, how fun is it to have your daughter engaged to the, a guy that you absolutely love and he's like already like my son? How fun is that? It's a blast. There's a lot of fun in the seasons, but there's also a part of the season that the enemy would like to overshadow the good. There are women in this room, and I know it by the Spirit, and there are women watching online. The enemy is trying to overshadow the good in the season that you're in. See, there is some good, but the enemy is trying to just get you down like this is, oh, I can't wait for this season to be over. No. No, I beg of you, enjoy the season you're in. Whether you have little toddlers or whether you have teenagers or whether you have grown adult children or whether you have grandbabies, I don't care what season you're in. You got to enjoy the season you're in, but you might have to fight for it. The enemy would love to get you in depression. The enemy would love to tear you down. The enemy would love to tell you you are not a good mother. Those are lies. They are not from God. God wants to redeem some things in your life today. He wants you to believe for your children and your children's children. Maybe it doesn't look all pretty right now. Maybe it's even messy. Maybe your grandkids, maybe it doesn't look pretty. It's messy. I'm here to tell you, you got to stir up some faith. And when you do, there's a peace that comes. That my children and my children's children are going to love God. They're going to serve God. They're going to do well. They're going to be blessed. They're going to prosper. I've asked the band to come up and to do a song that many of you know called The Blessing. If I could have some ushers help uh, just getting this off that way in the chairs, that would be amazing if I could have some ushers. We're going to begin to, I want you to just stand to your feet. Come on. Come on, stand. As you're standing to your feet before before you hit that song, I want you to close your eyes. Come on. Can you get alone with God? Whether you're in this room or you're watching on TV right now, if you're not right with God, then he is literally calling you by name right now. He longs for you, whether you're a mom or a child in this room. It doesn't matter whether you're a man in this room. You're a single man. You're a married man. It doesn't matter. God is calling your name. And he's saying, I love you. I love you, and I want to take you back. I have created you, and now I want to redeem you. I paid a price for you if you only receive it. If that's you, you saying, I want to get right with God, but you just lift your hands towards heaven all over this room. And if you're watching me, lift your hand. Come on, I see those hands. With the blood of jesus that forgives me where for i've missed the mark i've fallen short of your best and i ask today that you would forgive me by the precious blood that you shed i thank you i'm a new creation in christ the old has passed away and all has become new I'm yours, God, not only Savior, but Lord, in charge, I give it all to you, in Jesus' name.